your going podcast, your weekly feel good podcast with music, stories about new virtual reality games, a ton of awesome new albums and new chapters for you to listen to, and a whole lot more. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. Here at the top of the episode, I wanted to apologize for the lack of an episode last week. I have been quite busy doing things in the world around us, so I do apologize for that. But there were three Harry Potter chapters last week, and there are going to be new ones this week. And we have a brand new episode of the Going Up Cast for you to listen to. A whole bunch of stuff is going on. But I also wanted to mention here at the top of the episode when there will be the Patreon-only stream in which I will complete playing Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction. I've done the other four acts on just public streams that anyone could watch the final act will be done on the patreon only stream and let's shoot it's probably gonna have to be towards the end of the month so i'm gonna say uh either the 16th or the 23rd i'll know more um after next week is over so just keeping you keeping you abreast of things going on one of those days and if you want to watch that stream you're gonna have to be a patreon supporter go to patreon.com forward slash growing up cast and support at the five dollar tier and you get access to the monthly live stream. And if you don't want to do Patreon, but you want to support the Goingcast, you can also check out goingcast.com forward slash store, where you can buy a personal audiobook reading or a mystery book, which could be anything. There's a lot of good stuff in the mystery book pool, but I can't tell you about it. You're going to have to just, you know, roll the dice. Roll them bones. See what mystery book you get. But let's start with the first thing in the podcast. So I just saw this new video, new music video, for a TWRP song called Starlight Brigade that was animated by a studio called uh, Knights of the Light Table. And honest to fucking God, it's one of the most beautiful music videos I've ever seen. Like, it, it, like, I first thought, like, this was a fan done thing. And I was, my mind was goddamn blown because it is inspired by just some of the greatest fucking animation of all time like it's got Miyazaki influences this thing is gorgeous to look at the song's incredible too don't get me wrong it's a wonderful song TWRP with Danny Avedad from uh, Ninja Sex Party and Game Grumps and all that shit like fucking phenomenal vocals I love the song but the music video is just in a class on its own it is it's fantastic like conceptually I'm a real big fan of it um, it's one of the only music videos that ever made me like set up at this one moment and go, no fucking way, that was sweet. But it is super um Hayao Miyazaki inspired. You can just tell by watching the damn thing. They're the way they use light, it looks retro as well, like kind of like 80s um anime kind of look to it. It is it's this gorgeous blend of retro and incredible animation, and the background art is superb, and I love the character design of the band members. Um, in the in the actual music video, I thought that was really clever. It is so fucking good. You have to check it out. Uh, Starlight Brigade is gonna be one of the songs of the week, so I'm just gonna get that right out of the way, just right out the gate. You guys gotta fucking check out this music video and listen to Starlight Brigade. And since we're talking about music, I'll just launch right into the other songs that I want to talk about this week. And it's an entire EP minus the first song, because the first song's like. 40 seconds long and there's not really much there so it's five songs off of this ep but the reason i'm talking about this album is because i've heard it probably a hundred times this week uh because the album art and the album title are two of the best examples of those those things 
Alright, it's one of the best album arts I've ever seen. And the title of the album, it's a band called Victorious. It's a German power metal band. The title of the album is Dinosaur Warfare, Legend of the Powersaurus. And if that doesn't get you fucking hype and ready to blast out into space, I don't know what will. I'm going to say it again, just so it really sinks in. Dinosaur Warfare, Legend of the Powersaurus. Get on board with this shit. The first, so you got Dinosaur Warfare as a title, as a track. You got Legend of the Powersaurus. You got Laser Tooth Tiger. You got Razor Blade Raptor and Fires of Armageddon. Incredible tracks, all of them. And my favorite part of the whole album is probably during the Legend of the Powersaurus song, when they just fucking go, it's morphin' time, and play the fucking Power Rangers theme in the middle of the song. They're just like, fuck it. This shit is cool as hell, and we're gonna dive right into it. And oh boy. Is that is this all this music? All this music dropping to your ear holes this week is fucking god tier. Check out that music video. Go look at just look at Dinosaur Warfare Legend of the Parasaurus and tell me that isn't just the dopest shit. It's so fucking good. It's just oh it's so delicious. And I've been telling everybody about it, and everybody loves it. You don't even have to like metal to enjoy that album. It's Dinosaur Warfare Legend of the Parasaurus and Starlight Brigade. This week is just oh man, music videos, album arts. And album titles galore. There's so much good shit out there. But if you have a song that you would like to suggest for Song of the Week, or a whole album, I don't give a shit. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how hype this music is and how amazing it makes us all feel. You can email me at goingcast.gmail.com or reach out on the cocktail page at goingcast.com forward slash contact. Now let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Starlight Brigade, Dinosaur Warfare Legend of the Power Force. Hey, I know what you're all thinking. Game of Thrones is over. You're going to talk about it some more? You're goddamn right I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. So they dropped a documentary about the last season of Game of Thrones called The Last Watch. And if there was ever anything to make me enjoy season eight more, this documentary is fucking beautiful. The passion these people have for the craft behind what they were doing. You see aspects of the show process that you would never normally see. It is, it's heartwarming. It's it's bringing a tear to my eye. Like seeing the table read when they figure out how the season's gonna go and the actors' reactions and the dedication of the production assistants. Like uh, David Nutter's personal assistant. That guy is a treasure and I love him. He's, he's phenomenal. Just, the, the like the the lengths these people will go to in order to get the shot and the the location scouting that they did and the the wigs and the costumes and the extras um finding out that that one dude the nameless soldier who's been in like every season of game of thrones he's got the big beard we see him all over the place and he survived all these incredible battles he's like like he's one of the one of the primary players in the documentary and you see like it, from his point of view and oh my god it's it's wonderful. All these people canceled their HBO subscriptions a week too soon. You guys gotta watch The Last Watch. Like, I am a sucker for behind-the-scenes featurettes. I cannot watch Lord of the Rings without watching, like, the 16 hours of making of special features that they have that go along with it. Like, various shots and behind-the-scenes takes and all that stuff. I am a sucker for it. I love it to pieces. I wish every day that I was a part of something so fucking cool, like making a movie or making a TV show and just being a part of this tight-knit family and having these experiences. It, it always just looks phenomenal. And this documentary is is 
excellent. Um, I'm I'm with it like every step of the way, and I can't recommend it highly enough. And it really puts a different perspective on things. Like you know, when uh, episode three, uh, the the long night or whatever, came out, when the Battle of Winterfell, and we're all like, oh, it looks like shit. I can't see anything. It's really easy to complain about something um, when you're just like seeing the final product. But I mean, these like these people put in the work, and it really shows in this documentary. And I have a whole new level of respect for for season eight of Game of Thrones and just the the fucking dedication. And I can also see how disheartening it would be. Uh, to put this amount of work like they, when they built the King's Landing set it took them seven fucking months to build that and for people to work on that for seven months like it, be really happy about it be really proud of it only for like the internet to come around when that episode comes out and be like nah pff, fuck you it's stupid I would be heartbroken to be like guys I spent like almost a year of my life building this set and you guys hate it I worked so hard like, God, it's so easy to dump on people for things they do. We gotta fucking not do that anymore. I'm making a stand. People work hard on things. You might not like it. That's tough shit. People worked hard on it. And I know what you're saying. Just because people worked hard on it, maybe, you know, it doesn't mean it's good. Well, fucking, it's good to them. They liked it. So fucking shut up. You know what? You Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you have to ruin it for everybody else. So watch The Last Watch. Check it out. Holy crap. Like, watch season eight. If you didn't like season eight, watch this documentary and then come back to me and let me know what you think. Because chances are you're going to feel pretty... I Like, I had some problems with season eight, but I feel pretty bad about it now because of, like... God, there's hundreds of people. The crew is massive. It's enormous. There's so many people. There's this woman who makes grilled cheeses for the crew. And, like, she's just wonderful. And none of, none of the problems of season eight were on her. Or there was um there was the uh the like the location uh producer and she <laughs> doesn't take shit from nobody and she's fantastic. God, I love it. Check it out. I would highly recommend it. I'm still on my rewatch of uh, of Game of Thrones. Um, I'm halfway through season five right now, so I've got two and a half seasons left. I'm very excited to finally watch it all, and I'll keep you all posted as that progresses. But for now, let's move on to the next thing. The podcast. consider it to be a niche area of the video game market. There have been a couple of new additions to virtual reality gaming recently, at least as far as the PlayStation is concerned, and I wanted to talk about it. We're actually getting quite a, uh, a, a push here in the virtual reality market. What with the, uh, the first wireless, computerless uh, VR headset coming out, the Oculus Quest, the new Vive is on the way. And the PS5 is right around the corner in terms of being officially announced, although I think it's basically a confirmed thing at this point. And who knows what kind of new radical uh, headset will be coming along with that particular piece of technology. And I am a proud owner of the PSVR headset and have recently played a good chunk of Trevor Saves the Universe and Blood and Truth, which could not be more different games. Trevor Saves the Universe is... um. The Justin Roiland um, Squanch game. It's the latest Rick and Morty uh, game that they have produced. The uh, They've done things like Accounting Incorporated, which is a very funny 
um, like 30 minute experience. I wouldn't even call it a game so much. It's just like a kind of a chain of puzzles. Uh, then there's a uh, Rick and Morty uh, virtual Rickality, which is basically like a play house with a bunch of jokes in it and no real structure or game or anything like that. And then we have Trevor Saves the Universe, which is, it's got combat, it's got platforming, it's got uh, exploration, and it's got the classic kind of Rick and Morty humor. So it's the most game game they've made so far, and it's pretty it's pretty good. Uh, the cartoony style, I believe, is uh, pretty, it's a smart decision because the, because like, all right, so I just played, uh, I played both of these back to back. And Blood and Truth goes for the super realistic human uh, kind of look, um, as in like the actors look just like themselves and stuff like that. And I'll get to that in a second. But the hyper realism of Blood and Truth versus the cartoony style of um, Trover Saves the Universe, it is a lot more forgiving in the VR because as awesome as it is, the the pixel density in the headset isn't great, which means you see um, it's it can be a little blurry at times depending on what game you're playing, or it can be a little like. Uh, it's not as clear as it could be kind of deal. Um, but with Trover Saves the Universe, because it's so cartoony and the edges are all round and stuff like that, it's, uh, it's a lot more forgiving there. Um, it also made me laugh very hard a couple of times, and at one point scared the shit out of me with fucking this character called, like, Mr. Pop-Up. Fuck that guy. Anyway, um, it's it's pretty funny, and it also has this... Uh, um, it's interesting because it'll, like... It's written based on actions the game predicts you will take so you know there's kind of like oh well if i play this again and i don't do that then something else might happen so that's that's a lot of fun uh it's got a lot of collectibles in it so there's a lot of replay or uh, i'm like uh kind of a like 100 completionist shit um i've gotten in the habit of anytime there's any sort of conversation you wait till it loops because there's lots of jokes there and you want to hear them all like when he's like hey open up Hey, come on! I know you're in there. I got lots of time. I'm a real cool character. You got. You gotta want to meet me. You're gonna open the door. Come on. Gotta get this. Gotta get this ball rolling. Let's. Let's go. Hey, come on. Hey. You know, it's just. It goes on for a while, and it's. Oh, it's great. I love that. I love that improvisational. Eat a peanut butter sandwich. Get. Get the bread. Put. Put the butter on it that's yep that's there you go get some jam jelly same thing put it on the bread good job now cut it cut it apart triangles yes good consume it and you just like i don't know tickles me makes me laugh and uh seems like the game has some legs to it i believe it's five-ish hours to just do the main campaign um, it's probably gonna take me a little longer because of all the times I'm just sitting there listening to the dialogue, but uh, it's it's pretty good. The uh, the world design is fun. Um, the way it in introduces new elements makes sense. Uh, your presence in the world is pretty readily explained at the very beginning of the game in a very funny Rick and Morty way. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. I like it a lot. I can't wait to play more of it. And then I played Blood and Truth, which is something that. I've been looking forward to without remembering for a while because the original um, PlayStation VR comes with a with a game called like VR Worlds or something like that, and in that game is a demo experience basically called London Heist, and they took that concept and expanded it out into a full game, um, and it's got gunplay. Um, honest to God, 
it feels and reminds me a lot of Batman. One of the reasons I love the Batman Arkham game so much was the sheer interactability. Um, there's a lot of like, you look at the waypoint and you teleport to it, or in this game you like kind of glide towards it, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of great gunplay. Um, you've got the hip holsters, you got the back holster, you got the ammo on your chest and you're constantly reloading. You got corner cover, there's grenades you can pick up on the on like the tables and stuff and pop the pin and lob that shit. I had a great moment when I'm in a I'm in a firefight and there's a grenade in front of me and there's like five guys up ahead and I was like, oh shit, here we go. And I pick up the grenade, I pull the pin and I go to throw it and instead of throwing it, I accidentally dropped it on my feet and I like look down and it's like beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, fuck, 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 And I threw it. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's like, you climb ladders, you go through air ducts, uh, you, you look at security cameras and you solve things like that and this whole time there's a pretty good story and... Much like Until Dawn, they got, like, fucking actors to come in and do this. Um, not just, like, you know, random nobodies. Like, the, one of the one of the actors in this is um, Colin uh, Salmon, who was in Arrow as um, Walter Steele in season one of Arrow. He's a wonderful actor. Who, I'll be honest, his accent's a little hit and miss. He's going for kind of like a, kind of a tough guy American thing going on and I think he he just spoke normally and instead of him being CIA he was just like MI6 or whatever that probably would have been would have made a lot more sense especially because it takes place in London and he's talking to a British guy so that's a that's a weird maybe it'll make sense as I progress the game but it's got a lot of great little things you can do like you can pick up a whistle and blow into it you can vape in this there's a bunch like you'll find a vape like all over the place and you just hit that son of a bitch and just go for it and it's uh it's really well done. It's probably the best VR game so far. I love Moss to bits, but I haven't beaten Moss yet. And Moss is adorable and lovely and it looks fantastic. But this, but Blood and Truth has, like it's got action and it's super fucking immersive. Like you're in it, you know? And I am a sucker for anything where it's like, all right, you gotta reach over here and stuff like that. Also, there's this moment in um in a flashback when you're in uh the Middle East, I believe, and it's like this this epic like escape th scene, and your dude's basically on rails, and it becomes like a like you're just like dude on the right, boo 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 boo, dude on the left, boo 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 boo, and you're like dipping and dodging and shooting all these fuckers, and your dude just like leaps through the air and you get in a car and then there's a drive chase and you're shooting cars and all sorts of shit and you can like fuck with the air vents while you're waiting for the cars to show up and there's more ammo in the glove box so you pop that open and it's it's a lot of fun it's it's really good i i gotta i gotta give it up for blood and truth they're both excellent games and i really appreciate the fact that there's new stuff for me to utilize the vr because as much as I'm a huge supporter of virtual reality, and I know it's going to take us to some pretty fucking crazy places later on. Um, I mean, I was about to be like, I don't know anybody else. Has. My brother has the uh, the Vive. So he knows all about this shit too. And you know what? It did make me buy Skyrim for the third time. And you haven't lived until you've punched a dragon in Skyrim. And yeah, all of Skyrim is in virtual reality. They just released Borderlands 2 in VR. Oh, man. If the gunplay in that is anything like the gunplay in Blood and Truth, that might have to be something I pick up. Um, maybe I'll actually beat it this time in virtual reality. Who knows? Who can say? Um, but yeah, I had a ton of fun with those and I wanted to talk about them. Uh, I would highly encourage you to check out virtual reality. And now, because of the Oculus Quest, that is the lowest price point 
to get into virtual reality. I believe the headset is like three, four hundred dollars. Uh, and before that, the lowest, cheapest way to get into virtual reality was to get the uh, PlayStation VR, which is, I believe, eight hundred dollars total. Um, which I know people are being like, well, that's how much the Vive is. Yeah, but the Vive needs the computer, and the computer needs to have at least a 970 um, graphics card in there, and that's not inexpensive. So, cheapest way is Oculus Quest. Cheapest good way. You can get Google Glass for 20 bucks, um, which is fine for some things, but like, it's not, it's not, it's not quite the same. It's not quite there, so. There you go. Um, but I would recommend it. I would highly recommend it. You've, I've never really experienced anything quite like it. And also, if you find yourself, like, incapable of really getting into the VR because you're like, oh, I know this isn't my, this isn't me. I'm sitting in a chair. That kind of disconnect. Your brain can't quite, like, connect the dots on the, um, the physical immersion. Straight up, I'm not, I'm not even joking about this. Drink, like, one beer. Get a little buzzed. Because I feel like when when you're just a little uh, inebriated, it really does help kind of sync that shit up. Helps kind of blur those lines a bit easier. Um, I discovered this by accident when I was watching uh, uh, 360 videos of Disney rides. Um, I found that by being a little drunk, and especially if your feet can't touch the ground, like if you're elevated up in a chair and you're like kicking your legs a little bit, that all helps in getting immersed in the um, in the experience. So, yeah, you know, little tips and tricks like that. Also, headphones block out the other sounds. That way, you can't get distracted by like what's going on in the real world around you. You know, just get you get lost in the VR space. So, all of those things I find are very helpful for uh, for playing VR. But I can't get drunk and play Blender Truth because accuracy is a bitch in that game. Unless you've got the submachine gun, in which case, just spray and pray, mow them down. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. I know we've already gone over Song of the Week, and it's so difficult to compete with Starlight Brigade and Dinosaur Dragon, Dinosaur Dinosaur Dragon, Laser Dragon Battle Warfare. What was it called? Dinosaur Warfare Legend of the Power Source. That's what it was. I wasn't even fucking close. Anyway... I have a new album to talk about and ignore the sound of my mouse clicking while I open it so I can tell you exactly what it's called and all that shit. Here we go. One of my all-time favorite bands, Glory Hammer, who I will be seeing in concert in math a week. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, I will be seeing them next week. Uh, and it's going to be awesome because it'll be... I'll actually fucking see them this time. Anyway. Dropped a brand new album called Legends from Beyond the Galactic Terror Vortex. It is the third album in the Angus McFife um, kind of story trilogy. Uh, the first album kind of touches on this kind of grander space combat uh, a little bit. And then it really comes in, in uh, the second album, which was called Space 1992 Rise of the Chaos Wizards. And I want to say it culminates in in Legends from Beyond the Galactic Terror Vortex. In as much as the story we understand to this point is kind of um, uh, kind of closed off nicely in this album. It's got some pretty fantastic song titles like uh, Masters of the Galaxy, Power of the Laser Dragon Fire, Legendary Enchanted Jetpack. For me, the the 
first song, the first real song, not into the the Terra Vortex of Core Verlath or whatever, um, which is like the kind of orchestral intro. A Siege of Dunkeld in Hoots We Trust is really strong. And then the last four songs, Glory Hammer, Hoots Force, Battle Up for Eternity, and The Fires of Ancient Cosmic Destiny, which is over 12 minutes long, are all really, really strong songs. So it starts strong, takes a little bit of a dip in the middle there with a Land of Unicorns and Power, Laser Dragon Fire, and Legendary Enchanted Jetpack, despite how cool those song titles are. It kind of dips in the middle, and then it really picks back up at the end. As, the, and, as an album goes, it's excellent. Um, I think I actually like it better than uh, Space 1992 Rise of the Chaos Wizards. There are some incredible songs on uh, Rise of the Chaos Wizards, though, um, that, like, Legend of the Astral Hammer and sh fucking shit like that. It's got, you can't touch it with a stick. But what's cool about these albums is that the second half of the album, so it's 20 songs long, the second half of the album, the other 10 songs, are just instrumental versions of the rest of the album, which... I think is wonderful. Um, Glory Hammer is very closely tied with uh, Ailstorm because the lead singer of Ailstorm is the keyboardist for uh, Glory Hammer, and I believe also the story crafter of uh, of these albums. But on Ailstorm albums, you'll also hear instrumental tracks. But on Ailstorm's most recent album, the instrumental tracks were not without vocals and instead of just pure instrumentals it was the sound of a dog barking in tune of what the lyrics are in the normal versions of the songs so that was very funny to listen to the first time uh and then the, that was it so new glory ham album was really good i'm very excited to see them live it's on my monday night which means next week is gonna suck uh in terms of like being conscious but really excited about the concert, and I just wanted to talk about their new album because it's really fucking good. And I'll, you know what? I'll even, I'll even throw a couple of those songs on the uh, on the old Going Up Cast playlist. I know we've just really fully loaded that. Uh, I'm gonna put. Let's do it with Glory Hammer, Hoots Force, and I think I think I'll be it. I'll just do two. I don't want to do the Fires of Ancient Cosmic Destiny because as awesome as that song is, um, it kind of ends a little sadly, and that defeats the point of the um the uh, Going Up Cast Song of the Week playlist. It's all songs designed to boost your spirits. So go listen to Starlight Brigade by Twerp starring Dan Avedon and Ninja Sex Party. Go listen to Dinosaur Warfare, The Legend of the Power Saurus by Victorious. And go listen to Glory Hammer and Hoots Force by Glory Hammer off their new album, uh, Legends from Beyond, The Galactic Terror Vortex. Let's move on next thing in the podcast. That's right. And I know what you're thinking. Were there new Harry Potter chapters last week? Why, yes, yes, there were. Chapter 19, Elf Tales. Chapter 20, Lord Voldemort's Request. And chapter 22. Nope. Chapter 21, The Unknowable Room. This week you get Chapter 22, After the Burial. Chapter 23, Horcruxes. And Chapter 24, Sectum Sempra. We are two weeks away from finishing Book 6. Which means I need to get off my ass and finish book seven, which is now taking quite a bit of time. The last three chapters I recorded for book seven were almost an hour long each. Holy shit. Anyway, I want to really give you guys a quick behind the scenes look at the process of making the audiobooks. So here is a highlight 
from chapter 24, Sectum Sempra, enjoy. Alright kids, it's been a weird fuck-ass week. I got the heater on because I'm freezing, but I just took a hot shower, so I'm actually sweating. Don't question my life choices while I pour a hot cup of tea with ice cubes in it. Do-do-do-do. Hold on. Fuck! Alright, here we go. Gotta get ready. Ooh. Mm. It's been a while since I've done one of these. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my vocal warm-ups. I usually do this before I record. Uh, ah. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready. Three brand new Harry Potter chapters land every Wednesday night for your listening pleasure. I hope you enjoy them as much as I enjoy making them, except for book seven, which can go die in a fire. And let us move on to the next thing the podcast. Finally this week, I think I would like to talk about some of my recent D&D adventures. Just some nice highlights for y'all. Uh, this past Saturday, I drove out to uh, Issaquah, which is decently far away from where I'm at now and I in that game play a mouse folk ranger named Tufty McStuffins who has a panther companion we have a loxodon in the party we've got a human we've got a couple elves you know it's an eclectic eclectic group anyway we all got arrested and went to prison um this isn't the first session this is we're decently into it and we are in the jail cell, just kind of trying to figure out what, what to do. And throughout investigation checks, we discover there's a hole in the back corner for you to use to go to the restroom. And I'm very small. Um, so I'm like, I got it, guys. I'll go in this hole and get out on the other side. And then I can open the door from the outside and then we'll be good. It never once occurred to me to try to squeeze through the bars of the door. It never once occurred to me to just sit and wait. So, I uh, looked in the hole, and it, it looked kind of skinny even for me. So, I'm like, I need some kind of lubricant. I need something to really get me through this hole. So, my buddy uh, pukes on me, and I dive headfirst in the hole and get stuck halfway through. And I'm like, I need more lubricant. So, then he pees on me, and that still doesn't get the job done. And then the guard comes in, and he like, pulls me out of the hole, and I pretended to be dead, but he didn't fall for it, and so he threw me against a wall, and... The whole thing was pointless, but we eventually uh, got out of jail because the jail was being attacked by uh, some uh, servants of somebody who was in like a cell next to us, who was like, you know, like their leader or whatever. So they were going after her and uh, we were like, we'll help protect the jail. And I'm sitting there going like, I want to just leave. So I'll just go along with this for now and then wait for my moment to escape later on. And, uh, fortunately, that's where that session left off. We were, like, in the middle of this really long battle, so... I don't know how that's gonna fucking play out, but I'll keep you posted. And then the other game, uh, which was Sunday, I play a character, a red-skinned tiefling named Eddie. Um, he has a, a last name, but I don't remember what it is. And he's a bard, uh, who sold his soul to a fiend to get like really good at music it's those deal with the devil character so he's a bard warlock multi-class um and he is going through like two of the members of the party are infected with like a, a disease and in order for them to get cured of the disease they have to like solve a quest basically uh so we're in the middle of doing the quest now and there was this moment when we go into the kitchen and there's a lot of stone statues around and 
I was a little drunk, so I wasn't thinking straight. And it didn't occur to me right away what was causing that until the basilisk showed up and I immediately, I was like, nature check to see if I know anything about this. And I was like, natural 20. And she's like, it's a basilisk. And I'm like, I fucking bounce. And so I, I was, I was going to run because I thought, oh, that's the obvious thing to do. This thing will turn us to stone. We got to, we got to go. Uh, but everybody else stood and fight, stood and fought. So I was like, all right, here's what I'll do. I'm going to cast thaumaturgy on myself to alter my eyes to give myself cataracts so I'm blind so he can't turn me to stone. Uh, but then I couldn't attack because I couldn't see and I was useless for the rest of the fight but thankfully the thaumaturgy uh, wears off after a minute so it wasn't it wasn't all that bad and then that is where that session ended. I'm like in the middle of two two big fights and also I have a session this upcoming Wednesday which I have uh, claimed will be a very cool big fun dungeon and I've not done dick to planet. So I am just a fucking superstar. I think what I'll probably end up having to do is bringing a whiteboard and then just kind of fucking winging it, which is a bummer. Um, I should have some time tomorrow night to kind of really wrap that up because I do have a lot of really cool plans that I want to do and I just didn't have time this weekend to do it. But you know what it is time for, kids. It's time to say, say goodbye for this week's episode of the Going Upcast. I do apologize for the fact that there wasn't one last week. Things really got away from me and there just simply wasn't time. And I know this week was a little short, but because I've been so busy, I haven't really had an opportunity to get out a heck of a lot. So, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. I'll keep you posted on the VR games. I'll let you know how the concert goes. Next week should be a uh, Actually, you know what? We won't know about the concert next week because the time we hear next week's episode will be the time when I'm at the concert. So it'll be two weeks, uh, which is when book six ends. Everything's syncing up super duper nice. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. It means a lot to me. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.